spotlight is on. It That's is right. on. Ah, yes, we have the spotlight podcast for the Weird Science DC Comics podcast, the podcast that comes out every Sunday night on the button. Is that what they say? On the, the dot. I didn't know where you go with this. It on comes the out each week. Oh, I'm saying we're reviewing we, we the never button miss again. It. God damn. No, we are not. Uh, but it comes out each and every week. We have not sure missed does. a week since week two. Yes. And this will be uh, coming up, episode 170. We're getting close to what oh, we so. could call an anniversary uh, <laughs> edition and somehow charge $4.99 out of nowhere, $3.99 even, uh, with an extra special a- anniversary issue. We're, we're just going to pull it out of the pages of DC's playbook. We'll Fair do enough. that, though. That would be weird. Uh, but, yes, thank you for coming over here to the regular spotlight. I will mention before we go on that we do have a Patreon account at patreon.com com slash weird science where you can go and get a lot of other shows and support us for those shows one of which is this week's patreon only spotlight that has two books picked by the badasses of the get fresh crew boop, boop, boop. and they did pick uh batman white knight number seven and the curse of brimstone on uh, number one and i will tell you right now the spotlight tonight that you're going to listen to right now and not so positive it's not no. exactly and really uh, a good this, time with that other one. Yeah. If you want to hear us really enjoy at least one book really a lot and even, you know, give the other one a little lead way and whatnot and get interested enough, uh, yeah, go over there and listen to that. If not, you are going to hear us talk tonight about two books, Eric. Actually, a extra special regular spotlight double show. Shot. A double shot, double header. Uh, not because we love the books that we're going to feature, but because there's not much to talk about. And I said to you, yeah, we can go in and out of this, the old in and out, with oh, yeah. a spotlight that could have been 10 minutes. I mean, it really could have been. That seems like it's Let's not even worth it. give them more bang for their buck and double it yeah, up. Yeah, I figure, you know, we'll double it up. Now, this will lead to what probably will be, I can only guess. I say this all the time, and it, yeah. it, uh, sometimes it doesn't come about that way. I can only guess that this week's regular podcast will be the shortest podcast that we have done in years. I really can't see it getting over five hours. Uh, so maybe it'll be but one of those. But every time that, you say that, it is. I know, but I really – I don't see it, that it's possible. I really don't. Now, being that uh, that said, we do like to say that this spotlight is a – dip your toe in the deal maybe this week's podcast could be that as well because in our regular podcast if you it's haven't very listened to our regular five yeah, hours yeah really I'm, I'm telling you though when when i say five hours that really seems like like we really i've let people down me and you yeah. have let everyone down and then i realized like when you just said that yeah most podcasts are like an hour hour and a half so maybe yeah. that but still i do want to tell everyone our if you Patreon haven't listened it was longer than most yeah podcasts. it was it was an hour and 20 minutes the two books that we talked about on the Patreon Spotlight. Uh, with that, the regular podcast, why it is so long. If you have listened to our Spotlights and things like that, and like, okay, they, they do go in depth a bit with the books, but why is their podcast nine hours long? It is because we, we like to have some fun. Yeah. We also do read every bit of mail that we get, and we get, you know, sometimes quite a bit of mail, and we do read it, and we, we don't read it. For the rant and rave yeah, and we get calls from rant and raves, and with that, we don't just read the mail. If there's a question asked, we try to talk about it. We also get a little, uh, a bit, uh, 
distracted sometimes. Jim uh, pours his soapbox out sometimes. That's right. Goes on to tirade sometimes for a Sometimes I do. I don't think that's going to happen ever again. I'm done. Oh, yeah. The soapbox has been put away. Maybe I'll have a step oh, stool still. Step stool. <laughs> I'll still have a step stool, but not a soapbox. I, I think that I am now a positive person. I am. I'm going through classes now. How could not you anger say management. That when we're about to go into these two books. I'm just going to say that right now. I love these books that we're talking about. I love every bit of them and every bit of everything in this world. Oh, my goodness. Where is my Zoloft, Eric? I was going to say, somebody's on Zoloft. No, that's the thing. It wouldn't be. Zoloft would be, we have a spotlight. And you'd be like, hey, Jim, what do you think about that? It's very average and okay. I think that I might have some emotions, but I do not. This does not compute. Yeah. Oh, no, he's been taken over by robots. I am now using tools. Oh, oh my no. goodness, you stinking apes. I don't know what? why that came. I don't know. I, I'm mixing and matching here, Eric. I'm trying, re- really, I'm trying to tell everybody and show them, really. I like to show rather than tell the nonsense that goes on in the end. That was pretty good. That is a pretty good tell right there. But before we go on, we did get mail last week from Luis, and Luis mentioned that his birthday was coming up and did ask if Wrong Turn could give him a birthday a greeting or wish or, you yeah. know, whatever. And yeah, I said, oh, God, I'm like, oh, leg. God damn it. I, I didn't read this ahead of time, so I felt bad but as you listen to this you're either going to be listening if you get right on the ball you're going to listen to the day before because tomorrow as we record tomorrow friday uh will be luis's birthday he said that it was on the sixth so happy birthday and yes i did get wrong turn to give you a greeting now i'm telling you for once ever if you're expecting something to laugh about the only thing you're going to laugh about is that he really nailed this one i i mean really uh, luis you have to sit there and be very impressed that wrong turn, and he even said to me, do I have to do it now? I'm really tired. I'm like, yeah, you have to do it now because the day before t- today, uh, he, I didn't see him. No. So you kept saying, like, you got to get this. Yeah, and, and sometimes he just disappears. So, and he had some issues, uh, personal issues today as well. So luckily Thank I God got, got this early. Yeah, I got this early because shit went wrong with wrong turn later. But here you go, Luis. This is for you from wrong turn straight from his heart. Happy birthday, Louis. I hope you have a great birthday. I hope all the turns you take this year are right or not wrong. There you go. He seemed a little down, actually. He now was that very was down. Didn't he seem a little down? I, I'm telling you, before... The, the day's starting to take shape of how yeah, it actually now, I'm ended telling up at you, the end. When, when I first heard him do that, first I was, I was impressed because I pretty yeah. much gave him full out like the whole thing, and he did it. Uh, but I thought that he was a little more chipper. <laughs> now I feel bad because now I realize because later the, the day, the day, it took a wrong turn. The day, and now I see that maybe it was something that was bothering me. The night really. before took a wrong turn now, into the day. Now I feel better, but we're going to get to and, and happy birthday. I and we're going to go right happy. now to the books that we're going to talk about. And as you would have noticed, if you get this and you see it, it I always try to make it like a surprise, but the surprise, there's not title. much of a surprise. It's almost like when you have uh, a villain that shows up in a cliffhanger page that is on, the, on the cover. cover. 
yeah. on the cover, and it, it gets people mad. So obviously, we are going to be talking about Nightwing and Cyborg tonight, and we're going to start with Nightwing, and I'll get right to it here. Nightwing number 42, written by Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing, art by Jorge Corona, Matt Lopez, and Carlos M. Manguel. We get a one-shot issue here, and it's action-filled, but not much else. I know that we are just stalling a bit until Ben Percy takes over this book in a couple of issues, but it didn't have to be that obvious, and that is my full-out blurb because Damn, really Johnny, you just said it all brother yeah really there's not much to this issue and me and eric had talked about it earlier before we recorded and i even talked to him before he read it i was telling him about it at work and i really uh have to start out by saying this is a one shot obviously i think that this might have been something that was on the shelf in the drawer however they say it you know yeah, an inventory in issue they say uh, that when they needed something, okay, we have a Nightwing story. Let's grab that out. Now, number one, it does not feel like a Nightwing story to me at all through this. No. And this is where I have the problem, where you have a one-shot. And you have Lansing and Kelly jumping on for this one. Uh, I can't say that they don't care or whatever, but when you have a story like this, I need something. I know it's a one-shot. Like I said, I know that we're just stalling to get to Ben Percy's run. But when you have a one-shot like this, and it is a Nightwing book, I need something to grab onto, at least go, oh, like, I, I want to have a point like, oh, that's so Nightwing. Or a story that it doesn't, your a one shot does not have to change the world. It does not have to give you anything crazy and continuity. It just has to give me something where at the end, I, I'm happy to have read it. And that I realized, okay, they get the character. Okay, they gave me a little bit. Now, in this issue, you end up it being a Damien Nightwing issue. I always like them together. Obviously, we have yeah. in continuity their connection when they were Batman and Robin. You have all that. That has been spelled out in a lot of different series uh, – Good and bad ways. Uh, I, my favorite, I always mention, was the uh, Batman Incorporated when Damien ended up dying. That issue, spoiler yeah. alert, Eric, uh, where he said, hey, you know what, Grayson? You know, uh, we were the best. We were the best partners. We were the best Batman and Robin. And things like that really get to me because anybody in Rebirth who reads, you know, the, the deal – I don't, I think that number one through this whole Nightwing series, this whole uh, run of Nightwing and Rebirth, I know some people seem to really like it. They even like that Sam Humphreys Judge deal. But I always go back to the idea of the thing that's Nightwing's superpower is he, he's a great guy. He, yeah. He's a good guy and whatever. And that's why I love anytime you have a Damien and a, and a, uh, 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 Damien and a dick. I'm sorry. I'm, I thought I said dick at first. But you have a dick and a Damien. Why I like it is because people hate Damien. But when you get Damien and Dick together, Damien kind of is able to let down his guard. Now, in this story, they're never really together. So you're not going to get that anyway. But this is my point. If you're going to have a Nightwing story and Damien in it and things like that, you have to make a story that you don't have it. So we could add – I could add and me and you both did it. This yeah. could have been a Green Arrow Emiko story. Yeah. This could have been an Arsenal uh fucking bizarre. You could add any characters in here. Okay, even the Green the Green Arrow Emiko one really even works in my mind because her mother's shadow and where yeah. we are in Tokyo and stuff yeah. like that. It even works better in my mind, this being a Green Arrow yeah. Emiko story, because nothing that these characters say or do in this screams no. either Nightwing no, or Robin. It doesn't, and that's what that's my biggest problem. You have a one shot and a lot of people, oh, it's it's just a one shot, you know cool down thing or whatever i still need something to happen in the issue i don't need to cool down for what we got in the judge no zone. i don't I because we didn't up. like it and really i should have said that my blurb where you're coming out of that judge story with sam humphreys 
If that's your cup of tea and really liked it, then maybe this will be like a cool maybe. down. To me, I'm telling you, the way Rebirth is going and the way the pacing in most of the books, and this is one of our biggest problems with Rebirth, is everything's getting stale. Everything seems to be treading water. To me, we don't need a cool down in any book. No. Why cool down? Why not just go balls to the fucking wall deal every time? Pedal the metal, baby, every time. And Please. with this – it's like a deal where, to me, it's a cliched deal. Yes, in the issue itself, Nightwing starts talking about the game of death and Bruce Lee. To me, that doesn't that doesn't scream Nightwing anyway. Well, exactly. All and, of a sudden, this Nightwing seems to be the biggest Bruce Lee fan you've ever goddamn yeah, seen. Yeah, and, and even the story, because this is a, the setup for this entire thing is essentially the game of death. We have a bunch is, of yes. you know people he has to fight at the base level and each level he moves up he has to fight a bigger bad yeah, until he yeah. finally gets the cream of now, Jamar. Yeah. but he starts yelling about that on the first yeah, like the and even with that like, that doesn't even make sense I, if you watch I think the movie. that yeah and I think that that's a thing that maybe goes over a lot of people's heads uh right away that they're not a you know I don't know how many people know all the who, Bruce who Lee movies anymore Bruce Lee Kareem. Anymore? To me, it's also you didn't you go with that, and you even said the levels and things like that. But that's also how that one Mortal Kombat game. There's a lot of things. It's a very cliched thing. Uh, this to me feels very video game esque as well. Right. But it's also like the Raid or the Judge Dread movie that kind of borrowed from the Raid. Like you have right. an issue set up, and the setup to me is very forced. It's not well thought out, even to the point where at the end you're like, okay, really, it was just Nightwing kicking ass and having these little, you know, trash talk deals that did not feel like Nightwing to me. So with that, you know, you start out and it starts out and you find out by the end the narration is through Damien. Kind of does telling change a story at one point in a weird too. kind of like way, like he's telling an, an ancient story, like yes. almost like Liquid Sword, like my father was a great warrior, kind of yeah, thing. You know, yeah. this is whole almost like you know ancient Japanese story talking yeah. about a boy who went into a place who felt he was unworthy to do something, and the people captured him who were even darker and yeah. more evil than him at his worst. But they thought he was an orphan. But it turns out he has a he brother. Had a brother and, now. And in the meantime, it just goes through yeah. that. It's it's. It's this very kind of lackluster because even like you like the art a lot in this issue. Yeah, I like the art I'm, a lot. I think I'm it not a fits huge fan. well. I'm sorry. I, I like the idea of walking in, you know, Nightwing walking into this place yeah. that like, you know, he's wearing a suit and he has uh, his freaking domino mask on. Yeah, yeah. He, it's a cool look. It really doesn't yeah, mind of like Spike from Cowboy Bebop. Well, and here's the deal. You say that mask. and it makes me laugh. Because maybe that was on purpose because Spike was obsessed with Bruce Lee. Yes. I mean, in that whole Cowboy Bebop deal, he was also obsessed with Bruce Lee. Again, was this a Cowboy Bebop thing? I, I uh, you it know, could have been something. That's what I'm saying. It could have been. And through Nightwing and Damian. And, and that's, and that's where the, my biggest problem is, is the, the idea that, as we already said, that the, the characters could be interchangeable. This does not have to be a Damien and a Nightwing. And even with that, it even throws me off like, oh, you know, they captured, they thought he was an orphan. Well, number one, Why? I know that, I know that there's some things, you know, you can say some people know things, some people don't. But when we get to the end or near the end, Damien is in his Robin costume. Uh, most bad guys in this universe would know that a Robin usually means Batman's coming. Yeah. So this whole idea of they thought he was, uh, they thought he was an orphan. No, no, that is Robin. You are a bad guy. Yes, you're in Japan, but please know what's going on because you are going to get Batman on your ass within a and minute, that, but that, you don't. 
And that, that's right, the thing you know. is, you, you don't get any of this kind of setup for anything. It's like we're, we're thrown right in the situation where Damien's telling the story, which wraps around at the end. But the yes. whole idea now, Dick just happens to be on vacation in Japan, in Japan. where Damien has gone because he heard of a great evil uprising. Yes. That this new freaking like, uh, like uh, what's it called? It's not the uh, Yakuza. It's not the Yakuza. It's the Kabuki. It's, yeah, it's the, Kabuki the Kabuki freaking yeah. gang. Yep. And they're the great evil that's rising They've Japan. taken over the Yakuza. And yeah, as and you the go, ninjas you're... and stuff yeah. like that. And they've kidnapped okay Damien that, because that... they're going to replace... They, they get their power source yeah. from the blood of a dragon. Which they have. This is not – and it's funny too because when they say this dragon at this point, I'm you like – think it's a metaphor. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a metaphor and I'm thinking that in the, the wraparound, if you want to make it more of the – you know, make sense with these characters, just throw in that deal. They used to get the blood of a dragon. Now they get the blood. They want the blood of, of the demon, demon because now, of the – If yes. you say that – it goes a long way then because yes. right now what I'm left with is Dick just happens to be in Japan when Damien yeah. gets captured in Japan on vac- while he's on vacation. Here's rumors about this rumors. and goes to investigate. Yeah. And by the end of the thing, we never find out why they're going to trade nope. the blood of a dragon and you don't know what this would do. And even at the point where you get to the big bad at the end, he even says – I have the, the, the blood of a blood dragon, dragon coursing through, through me. Veins, and I'm like, yeah. okay, you know, I can go with the idea that a dragon, it is pretty crazy. They do have a legitimate dragon there. Uh, Which is weird what, because but why not get his blood? Walks, Nightwing walks into what looks like a goddamn nightclub kind of thing or a cafe, yeah. a bodega or something. And then at the end, we have this dragon that seems to be wrapped around this goddamn place. I'm like, how is this dragon it just out of visible? I, I don't know. And, uh, yeah, it's just a weird deal. Like I said, the whole orphan thing. It now, on. again, if you really want to try to make things fit, I can also go with the idea that this was during the year of atonement with Damien, the, the oh, that's what Robin really felt son like, the way of Batman. About being unworthy and stuff it like really that, feels being a hero. like this would have like been that. Along those lines, so there's no way there's continuity. And that's what I'm the saying, year of though. Over. Yeah, what I'm saying, though, is maybe was this going to be a one shot back then? Was this thrown in? Was this written then in case something went or an annual or whatever and then that book just ended or whatever but it really seems to push towards that year of atonement that ended that robin son of batman book at the end of the new 52 book so i think that that whole idea would be lost on a lot of people as well that's immediately what i thought of when i saw like what damien was talking about so that's the only thing that ties in but i thought boy that's a weird thing to have because i think that that book ended up being like a 12 issue series that that kind of ended with rebirth starting and and yeah. when a lot of those books were ending. So, again, if that series would have continued, is there a possibility this would have been an annual or part of some other thing? Uh, I don't or know. Just a one because, shot again. Yeah, it's just thrown in here and even just with that, to fill up space. And even so space. odd for this whole thing where it'd be a Robinson of Batman book, which, you know, it really feels like that's what Robin's yeah. getting at with that's the whole idea of why like, he's yeah. there. But that features Nightwing, where Robin yeah. doesn't really have anything to do but tell no. a story. And it's weird, though, because then it's the opposite deal that I think is odd that you have a one-shot Nightwing book, and really you get a couple lines from from Dick, but mostly it's a Robin Damien narration. So both yeah. ways it goes a little odd, but really not a lot to talk about except that he is going to go up levels in this, you know, in this like the game location of like that, and he's going to fight the next guy. Yes, they have some cool ideas. There's a drummer, the one level, and even that, he's like, yeah, uh, you don't look like Kareem. And I'm like, yeah, that, that doesn't fit. Kabuki. Yeah, that doesn't even fit the movie very well. No. And it's just a, a, it's a weird reference that I think is going to go over a lot of people's heads. We work with people that don't even know who Tom Hanks is anymore. 
and you're going to mention Kareem. I love Kareem. I'm a big fan, and I I like Game of Death, and I also like uh, Fletch when they said, you know, you suck Kareem. I'm telling you, there's a lot well, of Kareem e- references even, you can go even with. Even things, though, like well, people, if they do like Bruce Lee flicks, this is one of those flicks that I don't think a lot of people who even enjoy those flicks, like, you know, not hardcore who would get yeah. everything. This is not one of those flicks that they'd really get because it was never really even finished. Bruce Lee yeah. died during the filming yeah, of it, and, and so it these, just kind of ends after the Korean Yeah, death. and it, it's a weird deal to me because, again, with this idea, and I saw some reviews, and it's like, it's so cool because Dick is uh, using, oh, excuse me, using like yeah. Bruce Lee references, and that doesn't seem right. To, I, no. I don't ever get that Dick is a Bruce Lee fan and he's going and with, like, to me, he's more of a circus guy, which it does end up kind of get getting to – but this whole deal with this like inner peace and how fighting is to me, that is more of a Damien thing than yeah. ever it would be a Nightwing thing. But really he's going and, – and also with the idea of the setup and it making me feel like it's more of a video game or whatever, to me for some reason, it really takes the stakes out of this. Plus it's a one-shot. I do not think that they're going to drain the blood of Damien. I, I, you know, you're <laughs> setting up – a situation that we know is not going to happen, but then in the wraparound, you don't even get ever really a moment with Dick and Damien. The big moment and the reveal at the end is just that this whole story is Damien telling it to these to his animals, which now includes a, a dragon. dragon. Because yeah, as dragon, we go Goliath up, and back out. yeah, and I can't even like. You can't go panel for panel because really it's he fights a guy who plays the drums and he goes and fights a fan uh, waving, you know, uh, martial artist and says, you know, his big line is, hey, I'm a big fan. Oh, and this I is the whole, you know, that. the dance of the kabuki kind of yeah, thing. You have yeah. the song of the kabuki the, and then you have the dance of the kabuki dance, and then you yeah. get into the freaking you know, like the uh, the skill. And you then, have yeah. actually like a skilled samurai kind of warrior he has to go up against. And I'm telling you, while this is going on, there's so little to grasp on. I just kept thinking to myself, well. Dick's on vac- in vacation to Japan, and uh, I guess that Gracie CrossFit with those two people. You're you're using this vacation when yeah. using Bruce Wayne's money. Bruce I Wayne's money are. again. He's spending his money just to go on vacation. Now he's still, and it, really, he's in a business suit, so you don't know what he was doing at one point. Like nothing ties into the what run of no. of Nightwing. It doesn't even make sense towards what we've seen with with Damien. So it's just happening. I know it's a one shot. It's supposed to be fun. It is action packed. You get moments like the one uh, when you get that big Kabuki Samurai who ends up going he's gonna slash uh, dick over the head and dick catches the blade i mean there's a lot of if you enjoy martial arts movies there are a lot of scenes and bits in this that you're like okay i get it it's just it doesn't come together i just don't think the action plays out very well the way the artist depicts it i just like that it's an anime type style here and it goes well with the idea of what it is again with that with the whole concept of what it is it feels like something that damien would have been able to do on his own and not and, yeah. Nightwing. and in the like, meantime, this would be the, yeah. the wheelhouse for Damien to fucking be a hero, and, you know, like, and with it's this, just such a weird yeah. thing. And with this, we talked about uh, the uh, White Knight book over mm-hmm. at the Patreon account. And at one point in that book this week, Batman is in jail and Barbara comes to him and says, hey, you can break out any time. Why aren't you? Oh, I'm doing this. Like I would have liked to have had a bit of a wraparound where Damien is. He gets to the top level and uh, Damien's there and he is tied up. He's got some things, some ceremonial things even with that. But I would have liked the idea to think that Damien is just testing Nightwing to see what he would do and who would come and whatever but there's never
never is like, there's no Tim Drake. There's not going to be a Jason Todd. There's a Jason Todd reference earlier because some of these Kabukis have a red, a red demon red mask. Kind of, and you're like, yeah. oh, I think that Jason would, you know, basically spells out his fucking secret identity as well at one point, kind of. But then they go, and basically it's like, and that's when the brother realized he couldn't fight alone. He frees Damien, and then they go to fight this big boss, and the wraparound basically is that Damien can control or befriended the dragon. That's and the thing, that's too. It's it. like, all right, the, uh, the big master, the big villain of the thing is like, all right, I'm going to fight you guys, but you understand I have the power of the dragon. And as he's monologuing, Damien just walks away to the point like he's on top of the dragon, like the dragon's with us now. Yeah, that's it. Right. And then and then you get, if you are reading the Batman Beyond book, you get a very Batman Beyond panel of uh, Dick punching the sky. Yeah. And that's it. You go back to the Batcave now where then, Damien's say, telling the that, story. Though, if, if you look at this place when he gets to the final level, we, we've seen three levels. This is a goddamn penthouse that yeah, goes into yeah, the goddamn closet. They're, They're on the roof They're on the roof at one yeah. point. They're yelling. They are on the roof with this dragon that looks like it's as big as Tokyo. Uh, but, yeah, and even then the dragon kind of does attack Dick. And then once Damien gets out, you get, oh, Damien's a – he's an animal guy. And there you yeah. have it back at the Batcave. You now have a dragon with Goliath, with Batcow. You know, this to me, again, I've had some issues with Lansing and Kelly before when they were on the Batman and Robin Eternal where they showed up and it was Bat Shark repellent and I yeah. flipped my lid. And I flipped my lid to the point where, okay, I get it. You're, you're putting this in to show, wink, wink, I'm a big fan, whatever. I felt the same way almost with Batcow. Like there's Batcow there. You, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. You, you know that there's a bat cow. Well, now there's a bat dragon where I see people like, does this mean that he has a dragon? I'm like, they may reference this at some point. If they do, I'll, I'll go nuts because, again, Batman's money now is going to feed a goddamn dragon. Like, this guy has so much things that he has to pay for. Now it's a dragon. And I said the only way that I'm going to like this in the Batcave is – and another reference. I don't know what references people get, but there better be a staircase where that opens up and then he breathes fire and they call him Spot. That's all I want to right. say. It better be a monster situation from now on for the next and Halloween if we special. ever see it again that you have that where basically Alfred, he is grandpa. Yeah, yeah, it would be so funny. But with that said, that's all this is, is you end with, huh, I guess they have a dragon now. And the narration that we saw before is now repeated again by Damien telling the animals in a wraparound to think that that's what you were getting before. But why not end the narration instead of start from the beginning? You know what I mean? Where the the last bit of narration was, uh, let me tell you a story, but I'm looking at uh, they, the villain had neither. He thought his shortcomings were unnoticed. They did not. And with that, as you're going, you're like, okay, I get it. This whole thing we just saw was him telling, which it is. But you start it from the beginning in a very weird way that didn't flow very well for me. And so I did not like this. I like the art a lot. I I always say I want to have fun. And I guess that if you just went into this – and just like, okay, you could have fun, but to me, it, it, it verges on being a ripoff, really, for the price tag yeah. of the issue. And I don't bring that up a lot, but for an issue that you really get nothing, the only thing that I could say, I think I said it in my blurb, even my big part of my review is if you didn't get this and you're waiting for Ben Percy's run to start, 
There is no reason to get this. There really isn't any reason for this issue to be there, except to me that, that Sam Humphreys had his story and some kind of thing got a little wonky where they have a couple, you know, issues to, to fill. So they're just going to throw these at. There's another one shot, uh, next two weeks from now, I believe, before Ben Percy jumps on. And I'm not going to think that that's, it's going to be any better from this being the start. I really hate to say it. I like the art. I think the art's really cool. It's an art style that you don't see a lot in these books. I always like something a little different. I think that it fits the anime style of the issue. Uh, but I can see what you said. Really, uh, to me, it's not even just that the art doesn't play out the action well. I don't right. even think they really cared. Like the action is not there to to be there. It's almost like they want to get these these well, the you know quips. Well, the pages till yeah. we get to the goddamn. I'm just end. saying, it's like almost like the quips and like, okay, by the time they start fighting and say, "Oh, you're the drum guy. Let me figure out what I'd call you. How about I call you Mister Boom?" Like already, they're already looking towards the next level. You know what I mean? Like, huh, what are we going to do next? And it's more to me, like you said, the idea of the song is the thing that they were more concerned with. And the fighting was just secondary. But that's really all you get. So you get a secondary deal, and it really didn't play out well. What would you give it? I'd give this issue a regular uh, – I was going to give it a five, but – I want to say a 4.5 overall because, like I said, I'm not a fan of the art. Like, the static images aren't bad. They're not great in my mind. But the action – whenever you have action present, it is – shit is just thrown at you. It's hard to follow in my mind. And overall, the like we talked about in the beginning of this whole thing, you can interchange Dick and Damien with any character you want because there's nothing here that screams Nightwing or Robin. And even at the end, it even felt weird where you have this cutesy little wraparound – Damien telling the story to his animals, but there's no way in my mind he'd be letting his guard down while Dick and Batman watch him while he tells the story to animals where he's actually just telling a story about how great Dick Grayson is. And even Batman has a smirk, and it just filled up. Now, I will tell you when I'm looking at this – it, the art, I, and I'd have to bring it in because I do have the Robin Son of Batman traits, yeah. and it does match up with that art a bit. Well, it that really was Patrick does. Gleason on that. And I'm telling you, it does match up a bit. It, it's not perfect, but it really would fit in that series uh, but, easily. And overall, though, this the whole wrap around the story is like, I don't know why they were going to substitute Dragon Blood for Orphan Blood. Yeah, I know. And why can D- Damien out of nowhere just control a dragon? Just because he just walked up to it. Yeah, and and this is where you know a lot of times uh, when we're talking about things and whatever, like yeah, you can overlook some things uh, in an ongoing story and things like this. But this is a one shot. This is a self contained story. Yeah. Things just happen to happen, and it just again, it, it's a, a placeholder, and that's all it is. I mean, it's obvious, and that's a shame. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I just thought it was a missed opportunity. Imagine how weird this is going to feel on a trade. Yeah, it'll just be there until the next deal. It'll probably end that one trade with the, you know, the judge. Then these two one shots, because I don't think they'll start a trade with these going into Ben I Percy's things. They may even go. I, I don't know. Sometimes maybe though it's numbered, so you're not going to have a trade that just skips these. It will be weird in a trade, though. It will. Now we'll continue that uh, little theory or that little uh, idea. Because the next book we have is Cyborg. Cyborg was canceled. You yes. and Eric Shea, 
uh, sang to the heavens. He did not have to review it anymore. I was so happy. He was happy. Did I say my score was 5.5? With like, well, I don't you know, think you did, reason, but I yeah. just didn't want to get into it. Yeah, I gave it a 5.5, by the way. I know that I was kind of farting around about what I was going to give it and stuff, but I did give it a 5.5, and that a lot of it was hard. But uh, with Cyborg, I was just looking at my notes. I'm like, I, I don't remember saying 5.5. With this Cyborg, though, it was canceled. It was canceled at issue 20. It seemed like it was over. Then out of nowhere, a solicit popped up. For, you know, obviously, the April solicits came out, and there was this issue 21. Yeah. And it has been canceled for a couple of, like, there was no Sometimes cyborg that last is month. Better, DC. And with that, nobody knew what was going on. Obviously, you look at the solicit, it's Marv Wolfman. Now, the weird thing is, it was an issue 21. They're not restarting. This is not one of those, like, Bane, uh, you know, maxi series. It's not a mini series. They continued. So, when it came out, I saw the solicit, I messaged you right away and thought to myself, okay. They're ending it proper. They needed another issue maybe for a trade, whatever. They got Marv Wolfman, the guy who made the character. He's yeah. the creator of Cyborg. They got him to kind of – almost like I'm telling you. What this reminded me of and what I thought it was going to be was when I'm, – I'm trying to think of a guy. Well, it would be like uh, uh, Brian Dawkins, the eagle. Uh, one of our favorite guys. He yeah. you know, he left. He was on Denver for a while, but then when he retired – he got signed for an afternoon with the Eagles so he could retire an Eagle. You have this all the time. <laughs> a guy who goes through their major career with a, a team will end up retiring but will be signed for a day with a team so he can retire with the team that he's known for. And uh, that's what it seemed like. It was one of those like, okay, they're giving him one last issue. Well, it's the creator. So we'll have this issue and then Cyborg now will be done. And it was the creator let to let him go. That's not what this is. This is no. a continuation of the series. There's going to be more issues. And the worst part is this is exactly what they did yeah. in the New 52 slash yep. DCYOU where they had the Cyborg series. And it was going like with one – I think it was uh, David Frank uh, from yeah. the beginning. I think that's who it was, the name of it. And then it stopped and, and it was, uh, took over. Yeah, it was uh, uh, David Frank F. Walker. Walker. David, David F. F. Walker, Walker, I think. I, is, yeah. Messing, yeah, it's David F. Walker. I, I was throwing all yeah. these names around. But yes. it was David F. Walker. And then his story ended. And then Marv Wolfman came in to yeah. finish out that series. And it seems like we we're doing the exact same yes. thing here. I'm like, but the ending of that series was terrible. Yeah, Why would you and do it, again? it was bad. And I even said in my review, like I mentioned Manship because Manship really liked it. Was into it. And I'm like, I, you know, Manship may tell you different in these comments below, but he, Marv Wolfman's back and he's already proven to at least me and you that he shouldn't be. I said in my blurb, sometimes the creator of the character is not the best guy for a character this many years later no. uh with that i think that david f walker had like an issue where he was leaving and they needed a fill-in well now you have the series which the cyborg book uh david semper is it uh john semper jr no john no semper i can't get yes. things like he had some ideas. It really didn't play out well. And really, Cyborg is a book that is, in my mind, very similar to what we've been getting with uh, Constantine in the New 52 and in Rebirth, where the, the writers just don't really seem to have a lot to say with the character, a lot to do. But DC just does not want to cut well, ties. They you, don't want to end it. You have two goddamn things in your checklist. It seems like every writer who's doing Cyborg has to, all right, he's got to wrestle with whether he's man or machine, and he yeah. has to fight techno monsters yeah and that i will give marv wolfman one bit 
He turns it around the little that the man versus machine is coming from what should be the big bad of this in the meantime. But in the meantime, also, where we have Marv Wolfman doing Raven. Again, another thing that he's doing with a character he created. And he's doing that six-issue mini uh, with that. And to me, or 12, I mean. And to me, he's already running out of story. He doesn't, the pacing's weird. This one, it seems like he's like, okay. I'm sick of this nonsense of trying to write a story the way people write it nowadays. That's not my style. This does seem more like an older style because, boy, he throws shit at you. I'm telling uh, you, left not and only right. an older style, it seems like he's picking up from an older story because all of a sudden we jump into this. There's no continuity between where we no. left off at issue 20. No. Because well, we had we had uh, Kevin Graveau come in for like a two or yeah. three issue arc yeah, two or three. after John Semper Jr. And John Semper Jr. had this long-ass arc. We jumped into Kevin Graveau's last little bit of arc. Really didn't have any continuity to what we had before, except for Dr. Sarah Charles with yeah. them, a character that we had previously. Yeah. We jump into this now. There is nothing. Everything no. that we progressed with both of the Cyborg series has come out where now he can regenerate and stuff like that. Him working at Star Labs and doing mm-hmm. all that stuff. Things are just sort of, we have this tech town that he's yeah. like, you know, working with him. Like yeah. names and concepts and just stuff that we have built you. into the continuity. This is all new. Yeah, this we, is all this, new. This and with that, there's no real setups, and that's the thing. If if DC is or that, just an issue number three. Yeah, well, I'm telling it. you, if if this is DC like fully wanting this to continue, and they have plans like, oh, you know, Marv Wolfman, we'll let this. Why not either give Marv a six to twelve issue mini yeah. again, like you're doing, or start at a number one? If you're that impressed with what you're getting here and think that it can work, uh, you know, go full out and make it a number one. Start again, but this is Cyborg number twenty one, written by Marv. Wolfman art by Tom Derenick, Scott Collins, Will Quintana, and Rob Lee. Marv Wolfman is back again on the character he created. While it seems that I am the only reviewer had problems with this start, uh, the story was a convoluted mess in my mind. That I found myself confused with what was going on, people involved and things, and I was more confused with why this book is even happening. Cyborg itself, to we saw, it was selling like 10, 9, 10,000. Yeah. People are not going to be like, oh my god, Marv Wolfman's back. I'm sorry to tell DC and Marv himself people like your stuff before they're not so impressed like your Raven is not selling gangbusters because of your name a lot of people now don't even know that it's a shame because you know a lot of people like his Teen Titans and things but Cyborg and his fans deserve better I'm not going to fake the funk because Marv Wolfman is back in town and give this book any bit of a lead way because of that because uh, we have dealt with Marv Wolfman on these books we dealt with him on Cyborg at the end of the New 52 this is not something that is like oh my god oh my god he's back no no we keep getting this and i i hated his raven six issue mini i started out liking his 12 issue maxi series that he has now on raven a little better but that's falling apart so there's nothing in me that if i want to read a marv whooping i wouldn't go to this i'd go back to where it seemed like he had a grip on what was going on yeah. yeah because it's not now and it, it's a funny thing because uh, when I did read these and review them and things like that, it did come right after Nightwing and as we're doing it tonight on the spotlight. And you really have this start that's odd because you start out with this kabuki-looking guy, this samurai deal. I'm like, the hell is going on? And it's just this weird thing with this guy. He's am, fighting. I, am I still reading Nightwing? What the yeah, fuck happened? Yeah, and he's fighting a guy in a mech suit. And he ends up, you know, kind of like, you, you disappoint me. Slash isn't like, what's going on? You know, you, you're supposed to be a master. Oh, no, my family. I have family issues. I'm like wrong turn and I have yeah. issues at home. And oh, no. And then he leaves this crazy butler cyber. Bo- I don't even know. 
comes in like, should we kill him like we always do? No, kill his family and get rid of his distractions. I'm like, really? You're starting this out? I don't know what's going on. I just, it didn't even get me excited. Then from there, shit just goes wonky where you have these different fucking robots fighting each other. The the weirdest part that even starts out because when we have the Kabuki guy, we start out 39 days ago. Yeah, 39 days. And then we jump to the present time with this mech suit guy and cyborg in Hawaii. Yeah. And even at first, this whole first page, when I'm reading it for this tonight, I'm like, I'm looking at it. I didn't realize that this was a two panel page. I thought at first yeah, Cyborg, Cyborg and this mech were together being chased by it. Yeah. I had to go back. I'm like, I don't know. They do but, split. It's yeah. just the mech is covering, and going over top the other pattern. Out of nowhere, you have two different factions of mech fighting each other, and you have the one guy like, Gabe, my cloaking is down. I'm like, number one, I don't know Gabe. who the hell you are. Who's Gabe? What's going on? There's never a setup of who's good, bad, and different. You don't know anything. They they give Cyborg – like, you don't even know why Cyborg's there well, until fuck, a little later. You. I'm saying, even when Cyborg is flying through the goddamn Hawaii's way, Kate. Like, hey, Kate. I'm like, who yeah. the fuck is Kate? I, I'm like, uh, Kate Kane? What's Batwoman with him? Yeah, right. And it's just like, hey, Kate, uh, I'm heading there. There's bogeys. I'm like, what is going on? Like, uh, I, the scanners say that they're here in the base. And and he's like, oh, not yet. I got to go check it out. I'm like, Maybe the sweepers missed something. I'm like, what sweepers? Like, what are you getting me into? I mean, this might be a cold open. This is a goddamn frigid open. I don't know what's going on. Going on. No, because we already had the code open. What oh the hell my is this? god! I know. And Kate, my audio sensors just picked up a loud bam. Gonna Marcia. check it out. What is going on? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Then he goes in the middle. He's like, I don't know. There's these mechas fighting. There's babies and big bads and that. But dude, these baby oh, mechs. Yeah, and they're uh, like, which ones are bad? Yeah, which ones are on our side? Not our side. Yeah, they shoot and he goes, I think I figured that out. No, no, the the other one might not be on your side either. You're not getting anything. At one point, Cyborg is falling out of the sky as if he is done. Looks like he lands, but he doesn't. And then he just sweeps by. I'm okay, just rattled. Oh, oh, really? Why did we just waste a half a page with that? And he's there. He goes down like, all right, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check out this uh, mech. It's in pieces. Not a pretty sight. Cool. Oh, the pilot's yeah, gone. Yeah. Oh, no prob. Collection copter is on the way. ETA. To, uh, what? Collection hey, copter. Cool. Thanks. Thanks, Kate. And at one point, he like rips open a thing and like, oh, no, there's there's a robot in there. Oh, geez. Oh, oh, even the geez. thing when Cyborg is collecting the mech and putting on the freaking collection chopper. Yeah. And we have this woman out in the like the jungle watching yeah. Marcia SOB. Tech Town got our X41. I'm like, the fuck are you saying? Yeah, uh, uh, what? what, what? Tech Town. So then SOB. they go. And this is the best. Then they have this copter and they're taking it to this base. Again, you're going to do this story. At least start out in Star Labs. At least get – because what happens with this is that Silas had gotten a call from these people. He had just basically said, hey, by the way, Cyborg, you know, I know you're a member of the Justice League and all that stuff, but you got to get – like there's no connection anymore in this series really for Cyborg to just have to sight unseen, follow his father's orders from Star Labs. He's a member – I got monitor duty tonight. Yeah, yeah, really. That's what it was. He just has other things to do, but you go and all of a sudden the the Mecca is being taken. I don't know why I went I just realized like I just think Cyborg really old. Hey, Hey, pa. Pa. Hey, I'm playing my banjo here, pa. But they go, and they go in this volcano in Hawaii because, you know, that's what Hawaii has. It opens up into this big base, and they go down. This is like a a crazy – it should be a villain's lair the way it's set up, but it isn't. 
But this is the craziest thing, and this is where I actually just laugh so much because Cyborg goes down and goes to talk to this lady, and he's like, hey, you know, what's going on here? You know, this is weird. I looked at this mecha, and it it looks like the screws there and bolts, that's standard issue. There's things written in English, so it can't be alien. And the lady goes, hey – We've been picking up pulse anomalies for over a month. Then came the giant mech rumors. It all sounded too Bigfoot for us. Now, she's saying that a giant mecha seems like a conspiracy theory slash urban legend. They are in a volcano lair. They are in a volcano lair called Tech Town. But yet a giant mech? Seems like it, it, it's a and rumor. Even this whole thing, when she even called it Tech Town, you know, this is uh, Marcia, yeah. part of the the mech suit yeah, fucking yeah. people, whoever they are. I'm telling. I thought that was just what they called them. I like, know. This can't be what they're actually called. But I we know. never get a thing of what they're actually no, doing in this space. But they're just working the, on advanced I'm technologies. Telling, I read that line with the oh yeah, we we heard about a giant mech room. It sounded Bigfoot to us. Bigfoot, yeah. you you're the number one. You are talking to. A half man, half machine right in front of you in a lair that's in a volcano that has all yeah, these crazy yeah, things. That's science. This ain't yeah. hocus pocus like yeah, Bigfoot. Like, like a mech. Like that could uh, – you're talking to pretty much a human mech right in front. It, it's <laughs> nonsense. It's nonsense just to say uh, we didn't check it out. Like I'm telling you, have the line be like we heard about this giant mech thing. And also why he's not that big. I, I don't know if you know. I've never been there. Reggie was recently, but still, there's giant mech just walking around Hawaii. And, and yeah. uh, we heard Hawaii, rumor. Jim. We heard rumor of that, but nobody's seen them or what? It is nonsense. Uh, with that, you do have this lady like, oh no, they've got our T41 or X41. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, it's okay. We're gonna wipe the data. Oh no, cyborgs in. I'm like. First off, it got captured. You had all this thing. They're taking it to Tech Town. Why wouldn't it have been wiped before? And really, by the end, it doesn't matter anyway. Because, but and they end up anyway going to invade the base to Which get the shell enter. that is weird because at the same point, you also get a attack by the same things. That, like it's The attack has now just shifted to the inside the volcano base where this guy has now sent these baby mechas again that are nonsense. But in the meantime, the whole thing is this big bad who's not the one that got this mech is the guy saying that he's trying to figure out what makes Cyborg so special and why Why can Cyborg – why did Silas make Cyborg have human parts that can deteriorate and not be just a full-out machine? Again, this is the little bit of a twist angle of the is he man more and man machine, and machine. Yeah. This is why. Is he more man and machine? Why are they doing that? He wants to know. At the end, you're and gonna, what powers him? Yeah, and then you end up where he doesn't find out, but the other guys who might be good that had the big oh, mecha and, because and they are oh, so convoluted. About is that Kabuki freaking yeah, guy? Yeah, the Kabuki the guy. The so he's there. At one point, he's just yelling shit at a monitor while his family looks like they're just sitting I, I there just, watching. I just need to know why that needed to be 39 days know. ago to where he's finally found know. what he's I, been looking for in is, Cyborg. Why is this issue happening? Because I'm they saying, had this, this full attack. This is He's a member of the Justice yeah. League. He's been yeah. around for years. Yeah. It, why it's is it all... now that your baby mechs were attacking this other mech that you were apparently after as well? And then suddenly this was, yeah. Oh, my God. I and know all about yeah. this guy. This is what I've been looking for, though, somehow. Yeah. It's, it's like he's this guy has been so sheltered that he's never seen Cyborg before. And, like, I've really been trying to crack well, he this knows case. Everything about I him. know, but he doesn't know that he has a mother box is what yeah. the big deal is. And again, 
Really? I, I'm telling you. It's so convoluted to get to anything where all of a sudden this base gets attacked. You have this one faction that we don't know who they are. We just well, saw Marcia the, or Marcia or whoever it the is. Good, the good mecha faction. The good, the good mechas there are trying to get their mecha back. That was yes. taken by Cyborg. But they've already wiped out the files, so they can't do this. But in the meantime, they say, eh, it'd be good to get the shell back anyway. So the, the, yeah, he's yeah. already made a reason why they shouldn't go get it. But then goes against it. So they're going in. In the meantime, you have these bad mecha guys show up. The samurai bad mecha faction show up. They want to get rid of Cyborg. He does get hurt at this point. They want to capture Cyborg so the samurai can learn all they need to know about He wants to find out what makes him tick. And why Cyborg is the way he is. Yeah, and that's out of nowhere. The weird part is Cyborg gets injured here. Yes. To the point that we just – I realized when reading it. Okay, Marv Wolfman hasn't been reading because Cyborg can self-regenerate. Yeah. Here he yep. cannot, and he gets shot yep. once, and he's out for the count and dying. He's down. Yep, he's so dying. So seeing this happen, the good mecha faction is like, oh, that's that's Elias Stone's kid. We can't yeah. let that happen. We have to take him with us. Well, in the meantime, they do it in a wraparound way because they don't grab him. They are no. taking their mech. Cyborg ends up shooting a cable up to connect to go with them. But and they say, out. should we, should we cut the cable? No, no, that's Cyborg, Silas's son. He's a good guy. He's dying. He's dying. We got to save him. Cyborg wakes up in their base while they are trying to patch him up. In the meantime, one of the doctors, I, and I put that in air quotes, Seriously. says, yeah, I was kind of there at Star Labs when Cyborg was made. You know, there's a mother box in him, but they said that name, and I don't know, we thought it was a joke. I'm like, what is going on? And Cyborg now, wakes uh, up, now, freaks on, out. On top of this, though, I just want to point out, though, too, because at the beginning of the issue, we had these mech, these baby mechs that are controlled by the samurai bad guy yeah. going after the X-401 mecha yes, suit. to try uh, to get it, yes. To try to get it. it seemed that but way. Now That's while, what we're getting. Exactly. But now while we have the like the siege of the volcano base of Tech Town, we have the samurai guy watching on. Who are those fighters? I have never yeah. seen them before. They Pilot were fighting just before. the X-401 and the cyborg. Now – how do you know about the X-4-1, but not about but not the other about people the who made it and the other part of it. I, I don't understand I don't what's going know. on. I don't know. Nothing. And it's really – And I, I still I, don't know who this faction is. No, you don't know either. That's the problem. We, we've said all along, like a lot of the problems with Rebirth and a lot of these books is you don't know. They never spell out the villains anything. enough. But this book, there's just shit thrown at you because then Cyborg wakes up, freaks out. What are you doing? Oh, no. We're trying to help you, Cyborg. No way. I'm out of here. Smell you later. And it, the hell? And he starts flying away and the big mecha grabs him and he throws a temper tantrum. And then it's like, we already told you you can't escape. Uh, next, parts unknown. I'm like, Next, I want to know what to just happen. I, I, somebody just punched me in the goddamn face. I, I have a concussion because I don't know what is going on. You can't tell me that anybody would be like, well, you don't understand, Jim. This, this mecha good guys are there because of this and there because of that. There is nothing set up. Nothing is anything well done in this. The dialogue itself in the word bubbles, not horrible, but the rapper, it doesn't tell you anything. You no. have names just thrown out there that you don't know who they are. And I can't say that it's one of those where he's going to get back. Now, I said a lot of times 
you know, back in Marv Wolfman's day, you'd read a comic and yeah, they, they will throw 17 things at you and wrap around to only really get to three of them. It was just how it went. You had very, you know, very dense books. This is dense. And at the end, you're like, I, I don't know what happened. Like he never even set anything up at all. Like the beginning that cold open with the, the samurai deal and get get his family and whatever. That doesn't say all it shows you is okay. That guy, he's kind of bad. I, I don't know. And even with that, you, they don't. Marv Wolfman doesn't want to reveal who it is, and then he looks like himself is possibly an android. Looks actually in one panel like a darker in the shadows version of Vision. I, right. I don't know what's going on. And then even like the art style where when that guy shows up on the page, you get these weird borders. So uh, what? Why are you doing this? I don't know. I don't know who any well, of these well, people even are. Even the whole thing is, even when Cyborg grabs a hold of their freaking, you know, their uh, their ship that's taking the mech back, yeah. and they're like, oh, well, you got to bring him with us because I've scanned him, and he's his he's internals dying. are failing. He's going to yeah. die if we don't help. And we get him back to the lab. Blood pressure's fine. He's, he's great after, uh, for uh, all things considered. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, he was dying. It, and now like, he's fine. So and I'm saying time, but, the, but he's not regenerating the way no, we have seen him that regenerate. That we have seen. And That's yeah. the thing. Jumping from where we are, because they're calling this number 21, it should have a continuity with the ones that came before it. Man, it's just not good. It's not good. It actually, if there's any book that it reminds me of, and it's funny to say, it's like, and maybe it's because Scott Collins is on art as well, but uh, it reminds me of a worse Blue Beetle book. I mean, this is just nonsense. It is nonsense. You know what it reminds me of? The last Cyborg series we had where nothing made sense and things just happened because. really, where's the tech breakers, Eric? Where are the tech breakers? (laughs) Where's Anomaly? With that, that, I gave it a 3 out of 10, and I actually told you, I think I was being generous, and I see, I go on the roundup to check things, and we always do check out things. Somebody gave this a 10 out of 10. Somebody gave this a perfect score. And I, it, that, that infuriates me. I have to imagine I, whoever did that has never read an issue of Cyborg I, before in his life. I would just – an issue of Cyborg? How about an issue of a comic? The guy I'm looking now, the guy has 197 reviews and somehow this is a perfect comic to him? What is going on in this life? I don't know. I'm looking to – I hit like a – yeah, you know, there's a lot of 10 out of 10s in this guy's yeah. uh, freaking well, no, In my mind, it's one of those things where he jumps in issue number 21, doesn't know any better things. So, oh, my God. There's a lot of story that I haven't read that obviously this is picking up from, so I don't want to look stupid. 10 out of 10 because obviously it wraps up everything that we've had before. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's crazy. It really is crazy, and that is it. Yeah, what did you did you give a score yet? I didn't. I'm giving this a fuck you five just because. I'm telling you, I don't have to have a fucking written score out there. It's just a fuck you five because there's yeah. nothing really good about this. I'm saying the art's okay. I'm saying there's nothing wrong with the art inherently. It's yeah. just yeah, I don't mind the just art. Just go from one to the other with nothing explained, and even the main character, the title character, Cyborg, he's not acting the way that Cyborg should. Uh, this, uh, that guy, uh, basically five of this cyborg run, 10 out of 10. So there yeah. you go. There you go. He loves the cyborgs. And that's, I love the cyborgs. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. That's where, again, we, we talked about it on the Patreon spotlight. I, I was where, really happy at the end yeah. of that Patreon spotlight. Yeah. And I said, even then at the beginning of that, it's like, yeah, you know what? We do like some books. We do, you know, like some of these books here. Uh, this just isn't one of them. So please don't just think they were negative because of this again. But it's just some of these books I don't understand. And I'm really, really hoping that people may not be a Brandon is not a Brian Michael Bendis fan. Uh, Dancing Mike is not a Scott Snyder fan. Yeah. But hopefully what they're going to be doing coming up 
just sparks something with everybody else. Like even if you're not a uh, Brian Michael Bendis fan, maybe him coming on the company and starting out and the excitement that may deal may end up lighting a fire under some other guys that you do like and do like it's not even you, you can't even put one and one together to make two with these things. But it does do something company wide to spark something where they're like, you know what, I'm reinvigorated now. Now, usually what we do get at that, what we usually hope for and like our creative team changes on a lot of books that aren't hitting. It doesn't seem like the DC really wants to pull the, the the thing on that. They don't want to pull the trigger on that a lot uh, because I want some new blood too. I know that we have like Ben Percy's going to be on Nightwing. We said it earlier. I need something new like a yeah, Brian Michael Bendis. That's what I'm saying. Brian yeah. Michael Bendis to me, it's exciting just because – it's something new and something unknown and something, yeah. you know, really exciting to me. I need more of that. Like you had Kyle Higgins going and doing the uh, Nightwing New Order. I, I want him on another book. You have Jeff Lemire or Lemire. He he did some things. Yeah, he did Hawkman that Hawkman Lost. No, I, oh, I, no, he's not yeah. on Hawkman. No, yeah. no, no, no. Like I need him and I know people, we talk in a sec. He's on 800 books, but he said he doesn't care. He does shit so well ahead of time. I think it might have been Repairman Jack or Double A Run. Somebody told me this, that he in an interview, he's like, I have shit already done for the next year. So he can always, like I need that or get Charles Soul back or, or get some, like I need some up and coming guy to hit as well. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden you get some guy that we never heard of that was kind of in the background in the workshop or whatever, and all of a sudden they bring out something and we get the new hot shot. But right now it's just it's stale. It really is. And it starts to me a lot of this. It does start with the Batman, and if you're liking Batman, that's fine. But even this whole thing where we're just waiting for this wedding, the wedding is not going to happen till the beginning of July, July fourth, and we're just kind of spinning wheels. And that seems like what everybody's doing is spinning wheels now. You even have like an action comics where we have to wait and don't get an issue until the the issue one thousand. It just I need something. I need something. And, and this week it was White Knight. It was Batman sure was. White Knight. So, yeah, at least there's something. There's some weeks, though, that I'm there. And, and people will say, I mentioned this at the beginning of last podcast, like, oh, you guys are so negative. Why don't you do a Marvel podcast? Or, oh, why are you even doing this? And like I said, we're, we're not – we're doing it because we love DC in general. We don't do this podcast because we love the character of Deathstroke or you know, yeah. you're a Blue Beetle fan, so you're just doing – but we're doing this because in general we love DC Comics and we want to review all the comics. It's just we have these, you know, lulls, these, you know, it's a roller coaster ride of emotions is what it is, Eric. Oh and right now we're at the bottom of that dip. We've already had some excitement. Now we're at the bottom. We need something to lift us up again. I hope it comes soon. Tell you what it'll be this week, uh, what we'll talk about. I don't know if anything else is going to lift us up like I want or need, but we have Batman 44, uh, a very important issue to Eric Shea. So if you do come and listen to the regular podcast, uh, I'm sure we will discuss what Batman number 44 means to Eric. And it's not this issue in particular. It's actually the number and people who do listen to us know what we're talking about. Uh, I already said Batman White Knight number seven. That's just on the Patreon only spotlight, but we'll be talking to Reggie about Black Lightning, Cold Dead Hands number six. That ends that mini series. We just talked about Cyborg number 21, so that won't be on the regular podcast, but we have Deathstroke number 30. I think that's probably the next biggest issue that we're going to have probably. on that because that starts out the Deathstroke versus Batman story. And if you haven't read that yet, 
really has a weird twist to it. It really does. <laughs> so I, I'm waiting. Eric has not read it yet. You uh, told I'm me about it. very interested, though, when you do read the whole you thing. spoil everything ahead of time. I do. Well, we talk about the books. I did spoil it ahead, but I, I want to hear what you thought of it. It kind of took me by surprise. We have Green Arrow number 39. You just heard us talk about Lansing and Kelly on Nightwing. They are on Green Arrow for the next couple of issues uh, before the Bensons jump on. So we have a couple of these books that are having these lulls between creative teams. So we'll see how that goes. I already know, but you do not, Eric. You didn't read that yet. We have nope. Green Lanterns number 45 which I haven't read yet, but we'll be talking about that. We have Harley Quinn number 41 that uh, we'll be talking about with Reggie. I believe it ends the arc that we have been on for a while there that Frank Thierry kind of jumped on the book and started. We have Justice League number 42, the penultimate issue, I believe, of Christopher Priest run of that. Yeah, I think that he has one more issue. We have Nightwing number 42. Uh, Reggie and Chris will be on The Shade, The Changing Nightwing Woman. Nightwing we just two. talked about. Oh, Nightwing we talked about. I'm sorry. We talked about this, so that won't be on. Superman number 44. Four, and that's it. We don't have a lot of books for this week's podcast. There weren't a lot of books, and we did this double shot for you guys. So we already have four books in the books, and we can go All from right. there. But that is it, Eric. We are going to end it. What do we say at the end? Turn that spotlight off. Oh, Eric!